Hey guys, I'm Hannah. And I'm Taylor. And welcome to the Blonde Blueprint. Woohoo! So this is our first episode, our pilot episode, if you will. <laughs> We're not pilots, but we work with airplanes and stuff, so. Yeah, just to give you a background of who we are, uh, I'm an aerospace engineer at Boeing working in the Boeing Commercial Airplanes Division. Right now I work in product development, so designing the aircraft that the public will be flying on 10, 15 years from now. Awesome. And um, I am an aerospace engineer originally from Southern California. Uh, I went to University of Washington and I work at NASA. I'm currently in a work rotation program where I've worked in a lot of different areas, uh, including the crew and thermal systems division of the engineering directorate um, and also the robotics operation division of the flight operations directorate. So I get to work in mission control uh, and I'm moving on now to the trajectory operations division in mission control. So I'm super excited. So you mentioned University of Washington. I also went to the University of Washington. Taylor, do you want to describe how we met? (laughs) Okay. Uh, So we both started working at a wind tunnel on campus um, when we were both sophomores. So we were like, we were little engineering babies. We (laughs) didn't know anything about what we were getting into. Um, I remember I I straight up wore like a like a skater skirt and a tank top to the interview. Um, And oh, and this is like, this is still to this date, like one of the scariest interviews that I've ever had to do because it was like a half technical interview. Yeah. They asked us all those questions. They just like gave us a whiteboard marker and the whiteboard and there was like six of them just staring at you, like trying to remember how to do trigonometry and shit. (laughs) And yeah, so we both got this job working at the wind tunnel and we hadn't really met before and we hadn't really gotten into our engineering classes. So we all started working together and we kind of gained this community in the wind tunnel and I feel like I remember I remember us being friends during um was it like I was like our UL orientation night kind of thing and we I remember just being like this girl's really cool we're we're gonna hit it off it's gonna be great and we did we ended up being roommates our senior year and we went on fun trips together and stuff and yeah and, and now, now I live states apart, which is kind of sad. States apart. <laughs> That's true. Well, from, yeah, I, I remember the same thing. The you all interview was terrifying. I showed up maybe 30 minutes early because, you know, I was just you so many nerves. There and and like, I was in this full power. Yeah. Well, full power suit. And okay. I was really worried I wasn't going to be able to find the building. But it turns out it was the easiest thing to find. And I had to waste time. So uh, our old manager gave me a tour of the facility before I even interviewed for oh, it because nice. I was just so early. It was kind of awkward. <laughs> um, but I just remember you know, in, in the group of us that got hired in that year, you and I, I think that we instantly felt that we were going to get along because we were so similar. You know, you go, often people gravitate towards like-minded people, people who look like them. And, you know, especially for you and me being who we are, women in engineering, it's kind of rare to see. So we instantly gravitated towards each other. And I just remember us sitting up at TCAM, which is the test control and acquisition module. Uh, for how we collected all the data, the wind tunnel, and we would just sit there and talk about, you know, all the things that we're going through with classes and in our lives and how it is so good to have that community. So I'm glad we get to do this podcast together. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll start off saying kind of how I chose engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in Las Vegas, which is right next to an Air Force base. And a lot of times, you know, playing sports outdoors, I get to see 
fighter jets going overhead and I always thought that was so cool and my grandpa worked at Lockheed Martin which is one of the top defense companies uh, in the world and you know I used to go out to his work and they'd have air shows out there and they'd have air shows back where I'm from and I just started to have this real love of planes and then I saw this movie called Top Gun. Have you ever heard of it? (laughs) Oh, no, I've never heard of that movie. (laughs) Never heard of Top Gun. Uh, But the movie Top Gun was one of my mom's favorite movies, so naturally I started liking it too. And there's this character in there. Her name's Charlie, and she's she's this badass badass. babe. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, I know more about these planes than you do, and you're going to listen to what I have to say. And I thought that was amazing. And I wanted to be just like her. So Las Vegas actually isn't a big area for engineering i don't think that off the top of my head i can't think of any engineering companies are out in las vegas so me knowing i wanted to be like charlie and top gun i was starting to brainstorm about how i could do that and i thought okay well i'm gonna be an astrophysicist and so i started researching top universities for physics and i found uw and it was in a place that i loved with nature and trees and so i decided to move up there and started setting physics and astronomy. And then while I was at UW, I actually learned about engineering for the first time. And I met with a bunch of people at Boeing. Um, They just were on campus for these interviews. And I was like, wait a minute, engineering is kind of where it's at. This is like, you get to work really hands-on with all the stuff is. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You get to be really hands-on with all these products. And so I took, I remember taking this one class called the moon and it was all about the apollo missions and how we learned about the moon through them but one of the biggest things that i took from that class was all of the engineers who designed the saturn 5 rocket and watching them celebrate after it launched and like successfully completed its mission i was like that's i i have to be that person i want to be there cheering when all the hard work i've done finally pays off you know so yeah. But yeah, just seeing that and realizing engineering is where I need to be. I just applied to the department and here we are now, right? <laughs> yeah. So many years later, so many, so many difficult, difficult years. <laughs> yeah. So my, my story is actually kind of similar because I also started in astrophysics. Um, basically, my dad and all his brothers, they were all engineers, civil engineer and electrical engineer. My dad was a chemical engineer. And I was like, I'm going to be literally anything but an engineer. <laughs> and it, I mean, obviously it didn't work out. Um, but I really loved space. I used to watch all these like nova documentaries um with my dad and stuff like and i remember there was like this one guy brian green he's an astrophysicist and he would talk about like the multiverse and all these things and it made me really want to study astrophysics so the way that i chose my college was kind of like i don't know absolutely insane i think about it now and i'm like i don't know if i'd be able to like make that decision again because it just had no logic behind it I had gotten into this really good school somewhere in the Midwest, and on my way to go visit that school, my aunt and uncle were like, you should go see University of Washington, Seattle's cool. And I was like, okay, but like, I know I'm going to go to this other school because I've wanted to go there for years. So I went and I saw Seattle, and Seattle was like the most gorgeous place I've ever seen in my entire life, and the campus was awesome, and the people I met were so cool. And then I went to this school in the Midwest, and I was like, this is not where it's at. And I like kind of really took this leap of faith where I was like, I don't know if I didn't feel right there, I might as well go to the school that I felt right in, even though it's not the school I had been planning on going to for forever. 
So I ended up at the University of Washington and it was definitely like the right choice for me. The school in the Midwest I was planning on going to is like a really small liberal arts school. And I definitely don't think I would have ended up going down the engineering path had I like gone to that school. So, okay, so then I started astrophysics at UW and um, after doing it for a while, I kind of, you know, you have all these goals um, throughout your whole life. It's like graduate high school, get into a good college, do all this stuff. And I feel like I had always had these goals of like, you know, what do I want to study? But I didn't really think about what do I want as a job? And even though I loved learning about astrophysics, I didn't really want that kind of job. Like you either need a PhD and you're teaching or you, if you don't have a PhD, you're most likely in a lab or something. It's a lot of writing long papers and dissertations and stuff. And that all you know, sounded horrible to me. <laughs> so I wanted to do something. I can more. relate to that though. Yeah, I can totally relate to that <laughs> because I was looking at the job opportunities for a physicist and I was like, hmm, work in a lab on mm-hmm. theoretical stuff mm-hmm. or teach. Which is the cool stuff. Like it's the theory cool. is so cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but then you're like, I mean, my... You, you can't like, you know, observe the multiverse or something like <laughs> that's like a lot of theoretical physics. And I was like, theoretical physics would be so cool. But then you need to have that job for like, you have to be like so respected in your field to be able to do theoretical physics. So that would be something like years and years down the road for an astrophysicist or something like that. Well, and a big thing for me is like working so hard at something. I really like to have a tangible product at the end of it. Yeah, something and you that's can look back that, on. Mm-hmm, and, and something that you can see, like this is where all my work went into. And sometimes in physics, since it is more theoretical, you don't really get to see like a, pro- like a product, an after product. Yeah, I mean, and since like a lot of that stuff, there's really not a whole lot of ways to prove it. It's kind of like, even if you do come up with this awesome theory, someone like 10 years from now is going to be like, that person was so dumb. This is the actual <laughs> theory. Right, but, right. Yeah. So anyways, I decided I wanted to do something a little more hands-on. And I was like, I still really love space. I want to do something with space. So the logical step from there was aerospace engineering. And I feel like through a lot of aerospace engineering, I was really worried. I was really bad at it because I always felt like I didn't quite have you know, like the engineering gene where you want to take things apart and fix things and solve problems and stuff, which is kind of why the job that I ended up in at NASA doing mission control stuff feels like it fits perfectly for me. Like it's all operations, fast pace, you're doing all these things. Every day is different. It's kind of, it worked out. I was, I was a little bit worried for a time when I switched that I might've made a mistake, but I didn't. I think that's something that a lot of people get the misconception of too. I mean, there are a lot of engineers who like to take apart cars and then rebuild them or take apart computers and rebuild them. But Mm -hmm. I also never had that. And that's not something that you need to have to be a good engineer. And I think that's a common misconception. So, and and that kind of leads me to why I wanted to do this podcast. Um, One of the big things for me, especially because Las Vegas doesn't have a very big uh, engineering field, a big engineering industry, um, I didn't really get to know about it growing up. So I didn't get to have all of this planning beforehand. You know, I didn't know in high school what my dream job was going to be. I didn't know in high school what majors I needed to get into and what internships I needed to be in in order to succeed. So I felt like I was behind a lot going through school because I learned so late. And so I want with this podcast to kind of reach to reach out to people who are in these 
underrepresented areas and spreading engineering and just showing people that who are like showing people who are not typically depicted in an engineering field that they're capable and that there is a path to achieve their dreams and that they can dream the wildest thing and they can actually achieve it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like I went to I went to this like kind of like weird college prep school for my last two years of high school. And even they like they didn't do a great job of kind of preparing you for what you need to be looking for. They did a great job of, you know, getting you into college and stuff. And then it was kind of after that, once you get into college, you know, there's not as much handholding. So it's, yeah, I felt like for most of it, like I didn't know how to change my major. I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know that I should have been looking at internships so early. Like, I mean, thank God we had the wind tunnel after our sophomore year that gave us the experience that we then were able to leverage to get internships in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even remember how I learned about the wind tunnel job. I think it was another. Same. It's a blackout yeah. in my mind. It, how did I, I just, how did I apply to that and how did I get it? And I'm very, very, very thankful that I did. Yeah. I just, okay, I, I don't remember anything until straight up turning in the application. And I remember it because these two people answered at the wind tunnel and they were like, I don't, this is, never mind. I'm not going to tell that story right now. <laughs> they were, they were just like two really pretty people. And I was like, oh my God, only pretty people work here. <laughs> I was, I was like, okay. <laughs> but, noted. Yeah, I was like, noted. And then, I mean, now I work there, so I guess it's true. Only pretty You're a pretty person. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Only pretty people work there. Only We're just beautiful. People, yeah. <laughs> so basically, the reason that I kind of wanted to do this podcast, um, I mean, it's, it's similar to you. I feel like we had these unique experiences, and I feel like the way that people typically envision your average engineer, I don't think we really fit that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we have a lot of stories of struggles. Like our department, um, it had its its shortcomings. And I think we we learned how to not fight that, but, but we learned how to stand up for ourselves. We learned how to argue for what we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, something that we both did that I think was really cool is we both became engineering peer educators. So we like as seniors right away, we were teaching engineering 101 class where we each had like, I had 18 students. I think you had more than I did. But, yeah, I think I had um, 25. Yeah. Oh, dang girl. <sighs> but we, I mean, we got to see their resumes. We got to talk to them and tell them all the stuff that like we didn't know because I didn't have a resume at all until the UAL application. Sorry, UAL stands for University of Washington Aeronautics Lab. I don't know if I've said that like a million times. That's mm-hmm. also the Kirsten wind tunnel. So the wind tunnel and that we And it's also are- the wind tunnel. Yeah. Then yes. when we reference the wind tunnel, it's UAL slash KWT. Yes. Sorry. I'm probably going to use so many acronyms and then later I'm going to be like, oh. That's engineering. There's acronyms everywhere. Yeah, it's like alphabet <laughs> soup. You just, yeah, you're speaking in alphabet soup. Um, yeah. So like I didn't have a resume or anything and I feel like I don't know. I, I liked that experience a lot because I felt like we got to like share our stories and mm-hmm. our strategies for getting through all these things and then hope that, you know, people didn't have to trip over the same hurdles that we did. Because, yeah, I mean, there was, you know, a lot. Like, I, I don't know, it feels weird sometimes, like, thinking about doing this podcast. I'm like, we're still so young and we're still so early in our career. But I think that kind of our target audience for this is definitely like, People who are thinking about going into engineering, maybe you're in high school or college, you're maybe you're already an engineering student, maybe you're in the first couple of years of your career or planning to start your career. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of where my target is. Um, and yeah, and I think we have a lot to say about that. We learned a lot from our friends at the wind tunnel about, I don't know, so many different topics that we're going to cover everything from advocating for yourself to knowing your worth, negotiating salaries, doing 
mm-hmm. all of these things that I'm really excited that we get to talk about on this podcast and have a chance to like I don't know, connect and stay in touch because I don't know if we said this, but Hannah is living in Seattle, Washington. I'm living in Houston, Texas right now. So we're actually doing this long distance. Mm-hmm. So and I think... And I, and I think like one of the things that you mentioned was that community that you made yeah. at the wind tunnel. And I think mm-hmm. that we had such a unique experience at the wind tunnel and not everyone's going to get to have that kind of experience. But if we can build that kind of community and be able to talk frankly with people who are going through or are about to start going through the struggles that we've already experienced, like just allowing them to have a connection and someone to reach out to and feel like they're not in it alone. Cause I think that's a huge thing also, especially when you're doing something challenging that it's kind of beyond your wildest dreams. It's really important to have that support system and to have someone who's been there and who can help guide you through that. And I hope that's what we can be for a lot of people as well. Yes, absolutely. I feel like that is one of like the best things that you do end up having, you have to learn that in engineering is how to, you know, be able to reach out to people, get help from people, accept help from people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that that's something that we can definitely do on this podcast in the future. And also talk about the cool stuff we get to do. Cause we both, I mean, we both are fortunate to get jobs that we really loved, like right out of college. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I'm not even in my like permanent, permanent job yet. I'm kind of doing the like, tour day positions I could possibly be in right now so that's cool to think about this stuff to come and get to share that too. I think another important thing that we're going to try to do also is sharing engineering stories, innovations, people who have succeeded in industry and hopefully bringing them on the podcast and helping uh, guide us and our listeners as well so you know engineers who've been in the industry for 20, 30, 40 years who can provide some insight as well. Yeah. A lot of stuff to look forward to. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. Well, we'll reach out to you guys again next week. Uh, Thanks for listening to The Blonde Blueprint. All right. And also check us out on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Blonde Blueprint. Uh, And then we also have an email that is blondeblueprintpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to have a Facebook coming soon, and we do have a website. What's the website domain? Uh, Our website is blondeblueprint.com. It's all Blonde Blueprint. All righty. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you. you next week. Bye.